example of this specific study was, you know, we know from research and from, from the literature that a child at the age of six should be at the leanest, the you know, relative um, fatness should be at its lowest at the age of six. And what we've been seeing in schools, you know, when you go around, you realize that's not the case. So what we wanted to do was to show or to investigate in the higher quintile schools, so quintile four and five schools, um, you know, what at the age of six, what the um, BMI of the children were. And what we found was that a quarter, you know, one in four children were already overweight by the time they're six years old, which according to literature then, um, you know, tracks into adolescence and tracks into adulthood, you know, giving them a much um, greater risk for heart disease and diabetes and being overweight and obese in their adult life. And can you tell me what was the methodology that you guys used to carry out the study? So we um, chose schools from the, the 17 schools in Bloemfontein, um, you know, in the higher quintiles four and five. And we, you know, approached all these schools and we got permission at seven of the schools to do the study. And then we, um, you know, took a random sample of children that turned six in the year that we did the study in. It was actually two years ago. Um, in 20, what was it, 26, 2015. And um, so then we went to these schools. We um, measured and weighed the children. Um, yeah, that's basically, you know, did the anthropometry randomly. And, yeah, that's basically the study design that we followed. So we just wanted to look at the prevalence of overweight and obesity among six-year-olds in this specific Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me what mm-hmm. other findings that you actually found? Um, the other thing that we found is that there was also around one in five children that were actually underweight, you know, not well nourished enough. So you really have, and that's why in um, upper quintile schools, so you see that double burden of disease that we find throughout the South African population where you can have in the same community children that are underfed um, and, you know, malnourished to the underfed side or malnourished to the overfed side, you know, so that, that was quite um, interesting. And like I said, that the real um, aim of the study was to raise awareness of the fact that it's not okay for children to go to school and already be overweight and obese and, you know, to try and just get some public um, acknowledgement of the problem that, that exists because people think it's puppy fat, a child will just outgrow it and really it is quite important because after the age of six they go into a, a stage of your life, the only stage besides in the womb when you're actually making new fat cells and children that are already overweight and obese by that time but they're six um, they go into that um, what we call adiposity rebound earlier than other children, and they make even more fat cells. So they end up in the um, around about the time of puberty, um, when this reaction stops, they end up with just so many more fat cells than a child that started off with a normal weight. And then each fat cell can, you know, store an enormous amount of fat that can, you know, grow to many, many times its own size or its initial size. And um, so you're actually setting up that child for lifelong struggles with weight and with the diseases that go with overweight and obesity, like heart disease and um, type 2 diabetes and many, many others, hypertension, which is a big problem in South Africa. 
So that that was really the you know the the idea, and um, you know what we suggested people do, or what we do is maybe to screen kids as they go into the school system and refer them for help to dietitians, you know, before they actually get into this pattern. Um, so that's what we hope to do in the schools. So we're quite interested, you know, those the ones that did participate. But what they also found is that some schools, like 17 schools, when they only had um, seven of them actually getting permission, is that the schools are very careful, very scared to talk to the parents about overweight and obesity. You know, they're scared of the child feeling victimized, you know, so that that's another thing we found is this idea that we are blind, you know, we keep ourselves blind to the problem because we're scared to, to you know, to straight on the wrong toes, if I can put it that way. Professor, what would you say are the causes of these children being ob- obese and overweight? Well, you know, um, most important thing is the lack of um, physical activity. You know, when, when I was a child many years ago, um, we played outside. You know, you, 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 the only thing was you had to be back at 6 o'clock at night. Your parents didn't actually know where you were because it was safe enough to do so. You know, nowadays, children, you're actually glad if your child goes and plays at another child's house and you know that they're sitting in front of the TV watching DVDs because you know they're safe. And I think that's a big um, issue. Um, you know, even before they go to school, there is just not enough exercise. I mean, to the point where recommendations are made that children should play um, vigorously for at least one hour per day. I mean, that you even have to say that to kids seems absurd. You know, that should just be a given. So in a big um, way, it, it's the lack of activity. Um, the fact that, you know, more and more games and things that children play are sedentary in front of screen time. So screen time really plays a big um but, you know, too much TV, too much computer games. And then the other thing is, you know, what we call um, passive overeating. You know, food and takeaways and things like that are, are, are so prevalent, you know, it's so easy and accessible and are used to a, a great ex- extent, especially in the higher income groups. And um, these things are, you know, it's not so much the amount of food, but how energy dense those food are, you know. So I think it's a combination of those two things. But if I really have to say, I think the number one thing is that children are not as active as they used to be many years ago, you know, a few decades ago.